things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 11 of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. What? Sean? Sean's here? I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) I might sound a little different, but I'm back. Yeah, you got, uh, you're still getting over what you're getting over. (laughs) Yeah, I got hit hard. I've been out of commission for almost two weeks now. Wow, man. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, but we're back. uh, The Packers are back. It's good to have you back, man. I I fell back into my old radio days when I was trying to do it by myself. It's just like I I get really paranoid about having nothing going on. Dead air. Dead air. And, uh, and your mom even brought it up. She goes, I listened to you when I went out for my walk the other day. Yeah, you, you kind of went back. <laughs> I I haven't had, I am planning on listening to it. I downloaded it on my phone. I haven't had a chance to yet. So I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. It's it's just amazing how good it is. Packers <laughs> are able to pull off a win at home and defeat the Chargers 23 to 20. And now we are four and six. So that was uh, that was cool. Mhm. Yeah, we are moving on up, but overall it was, you know, just not thinking about the record, having a losing record. It was just kind of a fun game. It was nice to have a exciting, you know, back and forth game that kind of came down to the wire and actually had some good offense. Yeah, I I can tell you the way the game started out though. I was like, what in the are you doing LeFleur picking that? We it's third and one, and we go to do the tush push, but nope, we can't do the tush push. We got to do something cuter than a tush push. We got to go horizontal to the line and then lose a couple of yards, but we'll go for it on fourth and one. And then we'll throw a pass behind the line and we get stopped. I'm like, what are we what are we doing here? Yeah. And the tush push would have been from a little far out, I felt anyways. And we haven't shown to be very effective with that. Funny enough, only the Eagles have really shown to be effective with it. They They talk about it being unstoppable, but every other team that does it seems to be messing it up and not getting it converted. Which is really interesting because you can look at the video. You can see who's playing, who's playing where, and what they're doing if you want a schematic. But they certainly got it figured out, and they won it last night against Kansas City. It was a rematch of the uh, the Super Bowl last night. Um, we're recording on Tuesday, um, and um, so they were able to get a little bit of a revenge against Kansas City. Kansas City's not playing a real fine-tuned football yet. They're still winning games, but they're still not quite there. Mm-hmm. Which you could also say the same thing for the Eagles, even though they're, I think, 8-1. Uh, and one. Now yeah. they're not the same offense they were the last year or two years. Hertz has not been the same at quarterback. He has a lot more turnovers than he normally does right now. 
but they're still salting away wins. Yeah, they are. Only one loss, so that's that's what counts. But hey, how about Jordan Love throwing for 322 yards, two touchdown passes, and of course the game winner to Romeo. Um, we have not had a 300-yard passer. Do you know this stat, Sean? Uh, I know it's been a couple of years. I don't know like the date, if that's what you're It was uh, Aaron against De Beers. December 2021 is 31 games. December 2021. So just under two years. Mm-hmm. That seems insane as a Packers fan who's used to good quarterback play, but it was a long stretch there of Rodgers not hitting 300. Right. Yeah. And, and us talking about, it's like, it's just not there. It's just not the same, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so, but it was great. And, uh, you know, I got, uh, I'll tell you the one thing that frustrated me the most besides those opening play calls in the beginning, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that really kind of sets the tone um, for the other team. Excuse me. Um, the it was our kicker. What's going on with our kicker? He <laughs> missed a fifty-two yarder and another extra point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're coming down to points where we're seeing how important those are. Because mm-hmm. last game we had a chance to win it, and we would have been in field goal range to tie the game. But we had previously missed a field goal, so we needed a touchdown, and we ended up losing. Yep. And then in this game, to have that missed field goal um, when it was close at the end, but also the missed extra point, which would have just put so many things out of reach. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the game here, instead of being up by three, we would have been up by four, you know, a, a touchdown game instead of a field goal game. Do you still have Mason Crosby's phone number? Of course, we delivered him game balls. I know his home address. We should maybe, you know, get him to like start hanging out around Green Bay and maybe start kicking some balls around and because you give him already on Anders? Fifty two yarder, I get it. It's a long one. It's in Lambo. Um, but the extra points, come on. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get it, but overall I was just kind of happy to see a good game. Yeah, it was back and forth for the mm-hmm. beginning. That was that was nice. Um, I I was frustrated with how many missed tackles we had. Um, some real blatant ones that it's just like, you know, the ones that drive me nuts. Like they won't wrap up and actually hang on to a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of like, oh, let me bounce into you and see if you fall over. Um, and sometimes they weren't even able to get a hand on the guy. So um, I think we could really work on that. I think the big story of this game from the Packers perspective would be our receiving performance. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're we're Not having just some receiving but running too. Running as well. Um and it was a bummer to see Aaron Jones go out for what looked like mm. a pretty serious knee injury. Um the way it looked like on the replay that they showed, I thought it might be more serious than what they're saying it is now. They're saying right. it's probably a few weeks. I was thinking it was probably season ending. Um, But looking at our receiving core, Dontavian Wicks has continued to just be a stud in his rookie season. And he's Mm. currently 14th in the league in um, success rate at receiver. And then also in, I believe it's 
yards per catch. He's 11th in the league right now. And he, wow. he's, he's doing pretty good. And, you know, in a receiving core that is kind of allowing room for anyone to step up and take that number one spot, I would not be surprised to see Jaden Reed or Dontavian Wicks in that number one spot by the end of well, the I season like or next season. I like Reed with that those sweeps. Uh, He's those, fast, and he seems to have good vision. Nice. He has hey, good you vision. See the, the blocks that Watson was putting out on those? Uh, he was making the play. I did see that, and that was really nice to see after we mm-hmm. talked about his effort level the last time we did the pod together. Um, it was nice to see him out there doing that teamwork play, making the block. Um, but all around, I thought our receiving crew had a really good game. Dontavian Wicks, 91 yards on three catches. Romeo Dubs, five catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Jaden Reed, 46 yards on four catches. But then also he had the three carries for 46 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And and seeing the guys, you know, getting more aggressive going after the ball. And Mm -hmm. and, and that helps. Of course, we had to have the obligatory short throw to Watson bomb from Love. Mm-hmm. Just like they, they, it's just something that he has to do every game. Apparently, hopefully he'll get over it. But um, yeah, it, I I totally agree with you on the um, um, wide receivers. Unfortunately, yeah. like you said, but on the injury to Aaron Jones, what I saw today it said it's mostly minor. It's going to be week to week. The best chance is that he's going to miss Thursday's game with a short week. But it's a um, uh, supposed to be an MCL sprain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was surprised after that, uh, a drafted uh, Emmanuel Wilson came as a rookie, and I've watched him a little bit this year, and I kind of like some of his moves. He, he yeah, he has I some, agree. but um, it was a weird injury. Like I went to stiff arm, stiff arm that the. the tackler and he injured his shoulder but it didn't really look like much my guess is it's one of those things where he was stiff farming the guy coming at him and just you know when you're doing something and there's pressure there and then you feel something kind of snap or twinge like a muscle I'm guessing the guy coming in he's stiff farming stiff farming him coming into him and then he felt something in his shoulder I don't think it was necessarily contact Oh, okay. I, well, I, wonder, it, I wondered if it's like a previously aggravated issue that just... Which it could also be from that, yeah. But, so we're really thin at, thin at running back right now. We um, Obviously, since we're playing Thursday, we don't have much time to make it better. Um, well, we we went back and signed... Uh, oh, shoot. Who who did we just remember sign? His name. I can't remember his name. He was with us, <laughs> and I think he went to the Yeah, we, we and, um, is it Tyler Davis? Patrick Taylor. Okay. Patrick Taylor. Yeah. I I knew it was Taylor, Tyler, something like that. So, yeah, we signed Patrick Taylor. Did you see when he got the news? No. The front office called him at halftime of the game. After the injuries, it was halftime, and then the front office called. The Giants front office? No, the Packers. He got oh. the call at halftime of the Packers Chargers. Oh, game. okay. I'm sorry, I didn't follow. He you. was on the uh, couch, watching. <laughs> That's funny. Man, I guess I'm going back to Lambo in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Um, 
just uh, I got a little bit on Jones because I, I I just think sometimes he doesn't get enough love um, for what he does. He ranks third in franchise history with 5,515 yards, rushing yards, um, fourth with 45 rushing touchdowns, and seventh with 63 total touchdowns. That's pretty yeah, that's impressive, man. Ranks third in franchise history with the rushing yards. And among all running backs in NFL history, with at least 700 rushing attempts, Aaron Jones ranks sixth with 5.0 yards per rushing attempt. He's just ahead. I, I love this fact. He's just ahead of Hall of Famers Gail Sayers and Barry Sanders. Wow. But I did you not know, realize that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's why I wanted to share it with you. That, the last four seasons, um, his total offensive numbers, he had um, 1,558 yards and NFL high 19 touchdowns in 2019, 1,459 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2020, 1,190 and 10 touchdowns in 2021, 1,516 yards and seven touchdowns in 2022. So it, it's a continuing decline, but I don't know how much of that is him or whether he's given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. He is getting older. Yes. I thought AJ Dillon looked pretty good in relief mm -hmm. of him kind of taking on that bigger role. He was the only running back for a decent chunk of this game. And he had a couple moments where he had, you know, he fought for a couple extra yards, broke a tackle, things like that, but nothing too flashy, nothing that made you think at least we have AJ Dillon. You know, <laughs> I did like that. He had a couple of catches. He had one of them that really turned out well. So um, I like seeing he had a that, 20 that. yard reception. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, the fact that he's able to do that. So we're not totally losing that from um, Aaron Jones because he was so great with the passing game. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game to go into. Detroit <clears throat> used to call them the Motor Soda Motor City Kitties, but uh, they're they're definitely not kitties anymore. So I'm hoping they got uh, beat up a little bit, and uh, their injury report doesn't show it. But it does, uh, I was just gonna say I sent you the injury report today. It looks like uh, we played multiple games while they've been on bye weeks or something. If you look at the injury report, right, right. I I see many. I think. The one injury report you sent me, I think I saw like 14 players on there. And then I went to the Packers, uh, Packers.com. And I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 that they have listed. Hmm. That's not good. Not great. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um of course this is it's always tough when you play thursday man you, you never really get a true feeling on the injury reports how is a guy supposed to gamble when you can't get a true feeling on the injury reports <laughs> um you want to talk about the defense a little here we talked offense defense or offense sure with the rushing and receiving and love um defense i thought 
you know, their Chargers are a good offense. Holding them to 20 points is okay. The problem is we didn't really hold them to 20 points. They held themselves to 20. Oh, see, I got that down, man. I got that. I got a note saying that we got lucky. We got some help. We got very lucky Um, because there was a lot of parts of this game that it would have been a completely different game. Um, Yeah. I had a couple right at the end. They just really dropped the ball. Yeah, they had uh, Donald Parham Jr. on a fourth down pass um, in Packers territory. He just completely dropped it right off his hands. Bonks. Keenan Allen, one of the best like hands receivers in the game, dropped a pass inside the five yard line on third down. And then another one at the goal line that would have probably been a touchdown, which I was very happy to see bounce off his hands. (laughs) I kept wondering if it was the visors they're wearing. They're coming in with these visors. They were talking about how it was crazy sunny, like a winter sunny day. Like Uh maybe they're getting glare on the visors. Um, But then even at the end of the game, um, Eckler, by the way, he dropped those two catches, one for a touchdown. He also fumbled inside the 10 yard line, which was huge for us. Hey, who was it that had that? It was towards the end of the game. They had that pass play along the sideline, and he had it. At the, when he brought it yeah. down, he hit, hit it with his knee. Who was that? Do you remember? On the Chargers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up. The Quentin Johnston um, dropped the deep ball that would have, on their final drive, that would have really changed the, mm-hmm. the way this game ended because he had so much space. He was wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Uh... I felt okay with besides the the tackling issues. I felt like there were some issues with. Um, I don't know if it's the scheme, or um, the guys just they're so young. I mean, you can they don't really hand off when the secondary. It's like you see a guy make a move and then he hands it off to the next guy. The next guy doesn't seem to know that this is his guy. Yeah, I I mean I know that's a common thing with a young defense especially if you don't have um, someone that really steps up as the kind of general in the defense, right. kind of coordinating the quarterback things. on the defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also you kind of have to wonder how much of it is the fault of the coaching. I know you're going to go there. I mean, we're this far into the season and you can still see multiple plays a game where guys don't know who they're covering. Mm. You kind of have to but, wonder. But okay, let me go back to this for a for instance let's say quarterback jair jair alexander shoulder limited uh defensive back Corey ballantyne shoulder limited um and then i'll, I'll skip the linebacker which i really like ballantyne by the way in the games you always see him he's so energetic oh my gosh, everything that happens, almost he, to a point you're worried yeah he's gonna have like an aneurysm or something he is just <laughs> bouncing out there he's ready to go Rudy Ford, biceps limited. Uh, let's see. Keeson Nixon, ankle limited. Darnell Savage, calf limited. Uh, yep, that's it for mm-hmm. the secondary. That's on the injury. That's enough. Yep, I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But everyone on the team needs to know how the defense works if you play defense. Because I I don't think we've brought too many new players in. It's not like these are guys who have just been here a couple of weeks. They've been here since training camp. Yeah, I, I get you. But I, I think it, it goes back and forth with you see teams that struggle. Like, let's take Jacksonville. But, you, you got Jacksonville mm-hmm. that look like 
doo-doo. And all of a sudden, they kind of start, they get competitive last year, but they really, you know, it took them to the latter part of the year. And this year, it's kind of coming together. They still have some speed bumps, but I think that's what happens. And you you listed all those guys out with injuries or not necessarily out, but injured. Um, we also lost Razul Douglas at the trade deadline to the Bills. And not only did we lose Razul Douglas, but he is looking like a stud already in Buffalo. That, was, that one hurts. Three turnovers last night in the game. Or not last night, yesterday in the game. Wow. Just for Douglas. He he completely changed that whole game. All right. Well, I know. I miss I, him too. Well, him give too. <laughs> um give uh it was Kenny Clark, right? That batted that ball down at fourth and yeah. one to save the game. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kenny Clark. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kenny. I agree. That was huge. Say so, there was uh I think that we went from, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, we had a um, a referee team that was like well-known as like they give out the most penalties. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this game against the Chargers was the opposite. I'm watching some of the, the line play, and I'm like, guys are literally, they're, they're grabbing them and throwing them on the ground and jumping on top of them. And it's like, it's not like they're keeping it within their shoulder pads. No, they're ripping, they're grabbing them from behind their back and throwing them down on the ground and pancaking, and they're not calling it. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Do you have any other big key points you want to touch on this game for the fans uh, out there listening? We're keeping this one a little bit shorter because I don't have much of a voice. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, I guess uh, I'll wait until we start talking about our next game. You want to talk about our next game? You want to do the game ball? You, what do you want, man? It's all on you. <laughs> uh, we can do. Let's do next game. Packers at Lions. Okay. okay. We're uh, at Lions on Thanksgiving. 1130 Central, by the way. A um, little different because it is a holiday. and They like to make sure they get enough time between the games so they can have their two hours worth of commercials. Um the last the Packers have not won in Detroit since do you know? We haven't won in Detroit in a while. That's a bummer. Um <laughs> I don't know. 2020. Okay. You're making it sound like it was gonna be almost 10 years or something. The Lions have won four straight against the Packers going into our game. That's uh that's not supposed to be that way. Well, and they're also not the Detroit Kitties of old anymore that we're going no, to play. Man, it's been how many Thanksgivings of just watching the Lions get pummeled? Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, usually, this is probably right. this is like a revenge game for them. <laughs> this is them coming in saying, "We are no longer the butt of Thanksgiving jokes. <laughs> we are, I we're the head the, turkey now, the turkey sphincter." <laughs> Sorry, that oh. cracks me up. I bet um, Dan Campbell's getting them all fired up. They're gonna come out biting kneecaps. <laughs> I knew you. I was gonna say, but I leave it. I left it for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's gonna be a really tough game for the Packers without having uh, Aaron Jones. I think he is kind of a 
leveler of the field for us when anything can happen when he's on the field. And it also opens up so much in our passing game to have the other team's defense focused on him. So not only is our running game going to suffer, I think in this one against a good Detroit defense, I think it's going to make things a lot harder for Jordan Love to succeed, not having Jones there both as a threat and as a distraction. And again, I'm going to go back kind of what I said uh, last week that um, you kind of kind of look at some of these games like this would be another one, um, excuse me, where he's got to learn how to play these games and win them. And what better way to do it is put him in that situation and he learns from it. And, And so trying to look at it on a positive side, um, this is a really good lesson for him to go in Thanksgiving and you're playing the Lions in Detroit. They're a very, very good football team. This is not the Detroit Lions of old by any means. So it'll be interesting. We got, it will be. Uh, so we got to take on the kitties in Motor City and then we go home and we take on the Chiefs and that's a by the way, that's a Sunday night game. Um, so that's not going to be easy. They just lost to the Eagles. Um, and then at New York to take the Giants on Monday night. And then a lot home, of prime time coming up here. Yep. And home against the Buccaneers. And we travel to Carolina. Another Sunday night game against the Queens. And then we wrap up the regular season at home against the Bears. So there's some possibilities in there to still pull one up. It's some tough games yet. It is. It is. All right. You want to move over, move forward to the game ball? I would. And now it's time for the game ball. This week's game ball goes to Defensive lineman, Kenny, big boy, Clark. Oh, you're giving it to Kenny. Oh, yeah. He just a wrecking ball on that defense. He hurried Justin Herbert six times. He was the player who forced the fumble in the red zone on Eckler and had that game ending walk off batted pass. See, I was wondering if you were going to go with Jordan Love because he got 300. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. But I think as far as an overall performance where they just, you know, Love had a good game, not the best performance overall, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like a star performance, MVP performance, you got to go Kenny Clark. All right. Well, Especially when you look at how the game ended. Yes, I, that that swat down at the end. And, mm-hmm. and just to see Herbert, excuse me, I'm also recovering myself. Just a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just to see his, I mean, he was so dejected because I think they kind of had it figured out. They could, they could win this thing and, and to get it swatted down like that fourth and one, it was, uh, and, and if I can add one, I, I kind of like this guy, um, their quarterback. Um, Herbert, Justin Herbert, because he makes me feel like a kid again. I feel it makes me think of the Brady Bunch. I feel like I'm back in the 70s when you look at this guy. <laughs> well, he also he he got mad on that 
play, they didn't snap the ball in time, got the delay of game, and he got mad and like slammed the ball down on the field and yep. had a couple of moments of just get, like yelling at receivers. And I don't know if you know this, but I saw media um, about that online that he never does that. He is known for being calm, cool, and collected at all times. And it's actually one of the big knocks against him with Chargers fans that he never gets emotional. He never gets ah. upset about things or gets on other players. And this is one of the first times in his career so far they've seen that happen. Wow. So we we got it out of him. Yeah. Thanks for coming to Lambo. Yeah. That's <laughs> what that's what Lambo does to a guy. All right. So we were um let's just quickly go over two weeks ago our our picks. We were, we're Yeah, I won't go picks last week. Yep. So out last week, sick for picks. I won't go over it too like game by game here. Uh, but we went into it. You were up by two, and we had one, two, three, four, four games we differed on. I got three of them correct. You got one of them correct. That means I had a two-point swing in my favor, which means you went from up by two to we are tied going into week I 12 this, NFL This games. whole sick thing was just a rouge. I think you, you're faking. A rouge. So yeah. We we have paper proof, and you can go back and listen to the recording if you would like. Paper proof, you can write down whatever you want. It's recorded online. Go listen. <laughs> Take the time. I I don't mind. All right. Well, um, let's just I'll go through um uh, some of the games this week quickly, and then we can do our picks. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Um, Bengals, I, I think their season's pretty much done. They, um, their quarterback, I believe he's out for the year with a wrist injury. They lost to the Ravens 34 to 20. Ravens looked very good this year. Cowboys over the Panthers 33 to 10. They should have beat them that way. Surprised to see the Browns without their starting quarterback beat the Steelers 13 to 10. You know what that means? You fire your offensive coordinator. And that's what they did. Uh, Lions got a scare from the Bears. <clears throat> 31 to 26. I'm hoping that kind of warmed on enough that we might be able to squeak one out. Bears had a 99% chance of winning that game at the end. A 99% chance. Yep. I did not see the end. Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was the Bears completely just imploding and throwing away the game. The Bears. The Bears. Um. Texans over the Cardinals. And the only reason why I bring that up is I uh, Texans are six and four. I did not realize CJ Stroud, the their rookie quarterback, is playing like a a star veteran. Yeah. And they have some wide receivers who look like <clears throat> future superstars. Mm -hmm. Um Giants finally get a win over the commanders who are just tanking. By the way, that Texans game afterwards, they won 21-16 over the Cardinals, but Stroud mm -hmm. threw three interceptions. His first time having kind of a high interception game. And in the press conference, a reporter asked him if it affects his confidence or how he's going to approach the games coming up now that he threw three interceptions in a game. And Stroud's response was, you don't see Steph Curry stop shooting, do you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Speaking of Steph, um, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's a podcast, um, Imagineless or Smartless. I think it's Smartless. Um, Jason Bateman, um, mm -hmm. and two other guys, and they had 
Steph Curry on, um, and man, he's just as nice as people say he is. He's the <laughs> just a sweetheart of a guy. But uh, maybe give it a shot. It's funny. You might like it if you enjoy podcasts. Buccaneers uh, lose to the 49ers. Uh, Buccaneers are really struggling this year. 49ers, actually, I'll tell you about this game they got coming up this week. That's going to be a, a good one. They got the Bills on track over the Jets, 32 to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Um, Seahawks lost to the Rams, and that kind of goes back to that uh, game I was mentioning that's going to be really big coming up here. With the Seahawks, um, Vikings. Hey, did you watch the the end of the Viking game against the Broncos? I did not. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay. Anyway, they lost twenty-one to ten. So <clears throat> twenty-one twenty. One point game. Twenty-one twenty. I'm sorry. What did I say? Twenty-one ten. My dyslexia is kicking in. <laughs> uh, and then last night, since we're recording on Tuesday, it was the uh, Eagles. Over the Chiefs, twenty-one to seventeen, um, and then Falcons, Falcons, Saints, Colts, Patriots were all on a bye. And boy, I don't know about you, but I kind of get tired every week. People are going, "Is it Belichick's last time? Is Belichick going to get fired? Are they going to move on with Belichick?" You know what? No, no, he'll at least get one more year. I, I'd be really because if Belichick gets fired, he's going to get hired. Within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. All right. Let's uh, coming up this week. We got our picks. All right. Uh, so we're going to start out with the Thanksgiving games um, as our prime time. And then we have a Black a Friday game for the week. first time. Uh, not not a crazy amount. It ended up not being too crazy. Uh, we'll start with the Packers at Lions. First game on Thanksgiving. I'm going to go with my heart and say the Packers. You know, Packers. All right. Unfortunately, I will probably go Lions on this one. Yeah, because you've gone rogue this year, man. I don't know what happened. You got COVID or something, and you you just don't think the same. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? You keep picking against the Packers. <laughs> Have you seen her record? <laughs> uh, you got to hang in there, man. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. They do better when I pick against them. It's it's never like I want them to lose. I always want the win. That's what you say on the podcast, but off mic, you're sure. constantly down. All right, down. then we're going Commanders <laughs> at Cowboys next the next Thanksgiving game. Commanders well, at gotta Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Yeah, we'll both go Cowboys, and then a fun one should be 49ers at Seahawks. Yeah, this is a big one. This is uh, like it has, um, you know, you're getting the latter part of the season. And so you're starting to get into those uh, conference or the, the standings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Where are we? In NFC West, we got 49ers at 7-3. Seattle's at 6-4. and four. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So Yeah, this will be a good game. Both teams are playing well. Good game. Seahawks at home. They always talk about the 12th man in Seattle. I think I'm going to go with 49ers. 49ers? All it's right. a toss-up. I'm going Niners as well. All right, then we have the first Black Friday game. I hope you subscribe to Jeff Bezos' Amazon or you can't watch. It's Jeff Dolphins at Jets. If you don't subscribe, he's heard, man. Subscribe. Yeah. Dolphins at Jets. 
You got to go Dolphins. Yeah. So we're both going Dolphins. How are they going to do that with no lights? Black Friday. Ha, 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 ha. Dad jokes. All right. And then we don't have many picks most of Sunday because (laughs) NFC North uh, plays... Well, we play the Lions on Thanksgiving, and then we have the Sunday night game, Ravens at Chargers. I'm going to go Ravens. You have to go Ravens. Yeah, Ravens are looking pretty good right now, so I'll go Ravens. All right, and then this might be another easy one. (laughs) Uh, Monday night, the other NFC North teams, we found them. It's Bears at Vikings. As much as I would love to see the Bears win this game. They put up a fight against the Lions. Well, then then you pick them. I'm picking the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings, too. (laughs) Oh, that's an ugly week of picks. That means the only game we differed on was Packers. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. You're welcome. You're welcome that I picked against the Packers, or we would have had no differences. Uh, Quickly run through uh, the standings, because I thought it was kind of interesting. Miami. Dang it, I'm sorry. They got uh, Miami on AFC East. Miami's ahead by one over Buffalo. Buffalo's been up and down. AFC North. Uh, Baltimore's been playing really good, but Cleveland, um, they're seven and three, and they're playing with a backup quarterback. Mm. I see Pittsburgh is at six and four in the AFC North, but he just fired their head co- their offensive coordinator. Um, AFC South, Jag. Jacksonville Jaguars are seven and three right behind them at the Texans. Surprise, surprise. And Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. And they're probably going to win that. Denver is at five and five in second place. And I'm not going to worry about the, the Raiders or the Chargers. I think they're pretty much done. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, we mentioned early in the podcast, they're at nine and one in the NFC East. Cowboys are two behind Commanders, Giants. Just ring them out and put them to bed. Uh, NFC North, we know that uh, the Lions eight and two, Vikings are at six and five, and then the Packers at four and six. I have no idea, and I really am not willing to get into the possibility we can make the playoffs at four and six. We need to win a couple more games. Uh, NFC South is again one of those divisions that's like. The Saints are at 500, at 5 and 5. Atlanta's 4 and 6. Tampa's at 4 and 6. So it's like in the next few games, somebody else could just take that over. But, and then the game we talked about coming up on Monday night, San Francisco at Seattle because San Francisco is 7 to 3. Seattle is at 6 and 4. All right. So that is. Where are we through now? Week 11, getting through the ladder to the latter half of the season now. Things are getting interesting with standings, playoff projections, all of that. And we will see the boys in green and gold on Thanksgiving morning. Hey, the big question for you. What did you think of the throwback uniforms for the Packers? I love the throwbacks. I do too. Especially, I like the ones they had this game, too. I think it would be nice if there was a G on the helmet still. Uh, yes. But other than that, I think they should just keep them. I do, too. <laughs> I, I think people would love it. 
They it, would. It just fits that whole persona of Lambeau Field, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I don't see them doing it. They need something different every season to sell new jerseys. So Exactly. Right. All right, but, man. Yeah. Anything else? No, I appreciate everyone that's here. As far as Thanksgiving goes, we're thankful for all of our fans and those that support the show. I apologize for being sick and kind of having an abbreviated episode today and then having leaving you to suffer with just Mike's solo show. I'm sure that was a hard listen. It was hard for me. <laughs> I had to edit it no, after I'm, I recorded I'm sure it. I'm sure it went great. I'm gonna I am gonna check it out here. So I'll let you oh, know. Oh, it's not it, trust me, it's not great. <laughs> I'm sure it's wonderful. No, it's not. <laughs> Your mom told me it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a happy marriage. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what that's what it takes. You gotta be honest with each other. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you everyone for being here. I hope you enjoy your holiday. I hope the Packers give you a fun watch on Thursday. Yeah, don't forget to drink some water. <laughs> you eat all that food. All right, until next time, go pack. Go. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, go pack, go. Go.